Hi, this is Sarah from Every Song Sucks, and today I'm going to be interviewing Heritoire. So you're a new member of Heritoire, so I'm just yes. um, I know some of you played together in King Apathy, and I'm just wondering, is that when you met the members, the other members, or did you guys already know each other, or how did that come to be? Um, no, we, we met uh, actually years before, like two years before I joined Trainkind, which then renamed into King Apathy. Um, <clears throat> when I played the show with my old black metal band and Territoire was playing their first show there. And then we just got in contact and um, yeah, first we became friends and then I started singing in Trainkind slash King Apathy. But I also recorded, um, has to be 2011 or 2012, I recorded um, session drums for Substance, is the record called. It's the re-recording of the old um, demo of Heritoire. And, um, but it took like four more years or like, I think I joined in 2017 because I, I um, just went out of one of my other bands and then I got some more time. And um, yeah, so then I was able to join Heritoire. Okay. So my understanding is that David took care of music composition overall in the past. He often programmed drums, but it sounds like you're helping with drum beats now um, for the songs and he's, he's making them around that. So what kind of changes to new material do you think you bring? Um, yeah, you're totally right. David um, writes all the music. Um, and he also, like years ago, he, from a, from a drummer who's a friend of ours, he, he bought some um, like drum patterns that he recorded at home. So he worked with um, not like really programmed drums, but with um, different patterns that another drummer did. Um, and with the... Uh, the new songs, um, the, the the album that will be out, I don't know. We the drums are recorded. The rest will will be done. I don't know. Um, I step away from from naming a time when an album will come out because there's so much stuff happening. Um, so there there's no no date yet. But um, it um, worked that um, kind of the way that you mentioned, David um, wrote the songs with um, existing drum patterns. Here and there, I sent him um, a drum pattern and then he worked around it. Um, but most of it, um, I just listened to the songs and then I, I just um, looked if I, if I like what he did there or if I disliked it. Um, most of the time I really like what he does because he has a really good feel for drumming, even though he's not a drummer and he can't play a single beat properly, but he really knows um, <clears throat> how, how drum parts and patterns can work in a song. And the most changes that I, that I took are fill-ins and here and there a special beat or um, just um, having a, a different double bass pattern than he has in mind or something like, like that, yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah, it's a nice way to work. Yeah. So, yeah, and I was just going to say, I saw a video of you and you and David talking, like it was uh, just over a year ago, talking about the new material. There's a little sneak peek there on that. Yeah. So I was going to ask you how much progress has been made. I know you're not going to say in our, uh, a date or whatever, but so there has yeah. been a bit of progress. 
Yeah, um, the video that we released um, was from a pre-production. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that at my parents' place, we have a small recording studio. So for pre-production, um, I can go there. And that's the place where I recorded really, really rough drummings um, just to have a little snack for the people out there who, who are asking us for new material. Um, and as I mentioned, the, the drums are recorded for the album, um, but especially with uh, Corona hitting um, and a lot of different uh, things that happened in our like social lives and our private lives, um, we, we agreed on just putting it as, as low as, as it needs to be at the moment and the album will be out when it when it is out. Um, but all, all, all the songs are written for the album drums are recorded so it can be it this is also um, a thing with this with this band because we're not professional um like we're, we're not living off the music we all have our um day jobs we have our families and um yeah all i mean i think many bands can relate to that and um most of us also have other bands apart from heritoire and so there, there's a lot of stuff that's going on and um we we really try to take off the pressure from from us working and just delivering the album when it's done and i think that's um the most healthy way to work as a band especially when you're not making money with with a band and you're, you're not really need the band to to get food on the table or stuff like that let the creativity flow when it flows kind of thing especially yeah, especially exactly sorry <laughs> um, becoming someone that's serious about music like did it happen for you in an organic way or do you feel like it was like a dream you had yeah that's uh that's a interesting question i think um very early um i was interested in music I think when I when I was around three or four, I listened to ACDC, Guns N' Roses, and stuff like that um, that my brother was was listening to. And quite early, I I remember I started playing the drums when I was around eight, and it all happened uh, with watching Wayne's World. And Garth has this drum drum solo in the at the music store, and at the same time. Um, yeah, Lars Ulrich, he, he really brought me into playing the drums because he had like an advertisement in some metal magazines or something. And it was this, this huge white Tama set that he had on, on the recordings of the Black Album. And I was totally hooked. And I, I thought, oh, my God, I want, I, I want to be a drummer. And then I asked my parents if I can get lessons. And I think when I was eight, I got lessons. And I was totally into... Metallica and Maiden and stuff like that when I was really young. <clears throat> um, so I started playing the drums quite early, but I think um, I really started um, making music when I was around 12 or 13, um, putting my, my first punk band together, rehearsing uh, at my parents' place. And um, yeah, I think... It all um, came from from one step to another. The first thing was to to get a band together, and we were really shitty. Like I think many many young people who have bands are like quite shitty in the beginning. And then a friend of mine I met at school, he was like, "Ah, oh, don't you want to be in a metal band with me?" And then we started. I was tired of of this this punk band split up, and I was a bit tired. 
I was around 16, got into Cannibal Corpse and, and I don't know, extreme black metal stuff. I wanted to play blast beats and double bass stuff. And so this came and then we met another guy. And so um, I, I ended up being um, in, in two different bands, but they, they both were a little bit bigger. Um, they were already playing shows out outside of the hometown and having a record out and stuff like that. And so from, from that, I think um, when I was around 20 or something, I realized that it can be a bit more professional than, than just um, being at a rehearsal space on the weekends and play as fast as you can. Uh, and, and yeah, then it all just, so I would say it just um, came naturally for me because I always love music. I have music in my, in my head the whole day. There's always something going on up, up here. And um, yes, yeah, so I think um, I, I was very lucky meeting the right people that just helped me get into a band that was a bit more professional. And then I had to, I went, uh, I, I, I um, got into a doom band. So I had to learn to play very tight and very slow. And I was in a technical hardcore band. I had to play very fast and very technical stuff. So every, every little step that I did um, was, I think, um, well, was good. And then I started singing in a band. I had to, to train my voice. I always wanted to be, a singer and then i then i became a singer and so yeah i think it, it all it all was um it all just steps step after step and then um yeah i i ended up where i am now and i'm i'm really happy because a lot of things that i dreamed of as a child became true for me like putting out albums going on tour that's like what i always wanted to do and i'm super happy that i can do this You've mentioned a few times you've you've been in different bands and different styles and that so that variety does it keep you from being bored to just do different things or do you need that how does how is it for you? I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't really say that I totally need it, um, but my my taste in music um, varies a lot. I mean, I w I would say the 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 basic um, love is metal but also a lot of punk rock and hardcore stuff but more more the, the melodic side of punk rock and um like some heavy and death metal stuff and a lot of doom metal stuff i think this is this is what i listen to the most but there's also some indian alternative stuff some some hip-hop and rap stuff that i that i like and i i always like to to try to um, to do something new, and this doesn't mean for me that I that I have to put out uh, music that um, that tries to touch all those aspects that I like in one band because I'm kind of a purist. Also, um, I, I usually like I like traditional heavy metal a lot. And I, I'm not so much into this new metal, modern metal stuff. There, there are great bands there as well. Not really new metal, but in this more modern metal, there, there's a lot of great stuff. But um, I'm, I'm, I would, I would always prefer, I don't know, Slayer over, I don't know, Limp Bizkit or stuff like that. So this is, this is like, basically what I try to say here. <laughs> um, but I think. I wasn't so much 
um, that I ended up in playing in black metal bands and punk bands and hardcore bands and doom bands and death metal bands and stuff. It wasn't that I was looking for that. It kind of just happened, I would say, from one band. Then another person said, ah, you want to start this project or can you help me with this? And then it, I just, um, just uh, jumped on board of a lot of different projects. So, yeah, I'm... I wouldn't say that I'm getting bored in bands easily. I, I really like to to stay as long as possible in bands. And Office is my 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 old um, death doom band. I've been there for ten years. And um, King Apathy was around seven years. I think Heritage will hopefully be for more than ten years. I it's. Uh, this this band Heritage is just my those are just my best buddies. It's like being being with your best friends together and having a good time. So this is really yeah really kind of what I what what I like the most having a good time when when we when we play shows we we don't play that much like it's sometimes I mean now it's Corona but um, even before that we 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 play around ten shows a year or something and so every show is pretty pretty special. Yeah, I had I had heard that everybody in the band really enjoys the performance aspect. So, yeah. Um, how have you coped during the pandemic? I guess if you're you're doing ten, uh, then you went down to zero. Yeah, it must have been hard on. Yeah, I mean the we we had I think in 2017 we had like the most active year of the band. I think we played around 70 shows or something. It was in, insane for us because the, next to working full-time and stuff, um, I think we are happy or we, we are lucky that that it, it wasn't from playing 70 shows and re, be, really being like um, really needing the money of the shows um, to nothing. Um even before Corona, we decided that we wanted to focus the next years more on the record and not play so much. So we had the last show in, <clears throat> I think it was June 2019. Um, I think I can only speak for myself. I I got really active during Corona. I started a record label. I started a new death metal band. I started playing the guitar. I, I, I was starting to, to get more playing the drums more and then we recorded the the, the drums for the new heritage record in september 2020 so for me there was a lot of stuff to do and i started writing my master's thesis um, a few months ago so i tried to to keep myself busy as possible and um, there's a lot of stuff apart from the musical aspects that i got to do in my life um, i think for the others um, yeah i mean some some um, also wrote master's thesis or some are working and um, there's there's a lot of stuff going on with everybody and uh, the the bass player Mati he's also the guy who wrote all the King Apathy songs he has a ton of more projects and he's always um, writing and recording music uh, so there's I think most of us were pretty busy with with doing something so yeah, yeah. using the time as good as possible yeah, yeah. Well, that's good um so what does performance do for you though when you do perform is it a, an escape or more of like embracing yourself more fully what is it, like what is that experience i think speaking for myself um 
Um, it differs a bit from being the drummer in Heritor or being, for example, the singer in King Apathy. For me, um, being a singer in King Apathy was more an emotional aspect and being the drummer in Heritor for me is um, a bit of both. It's more trying to be as exact and playing as perfect as possible um, and trying to, to give, especially Dave, he's when you um look at videos i i think i i guess you you had been able to see us live right because you're in canada and we, we've never been overseas so um most of the performance is around him he's the singer he's like um he's he's getting most of the attention and for me it's like i like to to be um be there um playing as exact as possible so that he, that, that he can um put on a good show for the people because he really is the emotional guy. He feels every song and the people feel that he feels it. And I, I'm also feeling the songs. I really love to, to play them, but um, I think, and this is like for, for Max and Mati, the, the bass player, the guitar player, I think they, they are both kind of the same. They are standing on the sides and um, Dave, um, he, he really loves and he really lives for, for those 40 minutes or whatever time we, we, we play. And I think that people really appreciate that, that he's in with like always 100% each, each night. And that's, I would say that's, that's what I heard for sure looks like. <laughs> yeah. So um, why do you think the band has taken a, a welcoming approach? It's not clicky. It's not, it's, it's basically like, anyone's accepted you know like uh, as far as fans as far as you know why do you think the band has taken that approach um if i if i understand you right um you 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 mean that like kind of people from from most or from from any different um like tastes and music can like the band yeah. like everybody's welcome like i <clears throat> the outcasts are welcome you know everybody's mm -hmm. welcome that kind of way of thinking yeah i think um to me and i i can say that because i don't write the music and um i'm kind of a fan as well and i i got like in, into the band years after um and after the the band already existed so i think what um what what makes this song uh, what makes this this band like kind of liked by a lot of people is that it's that it kind of um it's modern but it's also um very emotional it's it's honest i would say i think it's a very honest band there there there's not a lot of stuff um we don't have a backdrop we don't have big um stuff on, on the stage it's just us people being on stage and especially dave who's really an insanely good singer he really feels the songs and i think especially life that's that's a point where where even if people don't maybe don't like the music so much that they that they see it and they see a band that that really loves what they are doing i think this is and also i i, I would say that we we try to be as inclusive and as open as possible and this 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 doesn't mean that we try to um it's not like being meant on a musical um, side, more on a on a personal, private side. When we play live, we we try to include 
everyone we we try to be yes yeah, as, as inclusive as possible so that everyone um can feel welcome at our shows because it's to me it's like i don't want to be ex excluding people um from from shows and especially if you're into playing like more emotional music you you have a, a lot of people who really have a strong connection to the songs so to me it's like also a little bit of um yeah we we try to to take the listeners seriously if you know what i mean yeah it's not like putting on a fake show and it's it's just trying to 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 connect as as good as possible to the people i hope i yes. kind of answered your question <laughs> for sure it's like you're seeing people as people but... yeah yeah and just i mean to me it's it's really easy i i don't care as as long as people um are not assholes and as long if a person is exclusive and if a person is i don't know for example a racist then i don't want the person at my show but everyone who's open and free like to let people be who they want to be then the person is, is totally welcome and i really like um to to spread this message especially in the metal scene to just let people be if if they are if they are not assholes if they are not treating people wrong then just let us let us be this this big metal like community or this family that everyone is talking about i really love the idea behind it but we have to i think we have to 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 fill this fray and being being more like i don't know honest or something with 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 this this family if we are a family then we have to take care of each other yes. I, like, i like that you guys um talk about like not embracing hate you know like uh, yeah totally totally it's important yeah yeah so is there any advice you would um like to give your younger self mm, i think i mean this is this is something that i was thinking about a lot because um i mean i when i i told you that i started um, getting drum lessons very early but i also quit like after a few months and then i was like I was eight or nine. I was playing soccer with my friends and like playing stuff. Um, on the one hand, I would say it would be very cool for me if I would have started um, this le th those lessons and just stayed there. But on the other hand, I really like that I that my style of drumming. I mean, I'm limited as a drummer, but it's like all learned by myself. So this is like where I where I think on the one hand I like it, on the other hand I. I could be better as a drummer or as a musician, but on the other hand, I think, I mean, I'm I'm not spiritual and stuff like that. I'm quite the the what would you say like um, yeah I'm I'm more a real realistic person. So, but most of the time when stuff happened happened in my life, it led me to to a place, and even though some places were shitty. In the end, it brought me to where I am now, and I'm super happy with with my life, with who I am. So, I have, I, I I don't really I I think I maybe just treat treat my friends a bit better. I try to to treat them well, but I had times in my life where I've been an asshole, and just try not to be that asshole at the time of my life. I think this this would be something, but I'm 
I think that my younger self would say, fuck you. So, <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. I think we've all got things, right? That we could have, um, like, yeah. times when we've done something. Yeah. After was sort of, yeah. So, um, I think it's brave of you that you openly talked about your mental health struggles. Um, I think sometimes this is viewed as weakness, and that's wrong, obviously. So, I think that's great that you you have openly talked about it. So, I just wanted to say thank, thank you. you. I think it's important. Thank you. Um, so myself, I often go to music for different moods. For example, when I'm excited or upset, can you give me an example of a song you might go to for a specific mood? Mm. So I just, just today, I, I, I was at university and I was talking to two friends about mood and music and for, for me it's like you, you might laugh but when i'm really down there is always one record that really 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 cheers me up and that's the final countdown by europe not the song the whole the whole album it's ridiculously good and um they're they're like this is a record i can be really 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 fucked up and sad but i i put on this this album and i'm i'm getting happy again um but um, there, there is one band um, that I that I can listen to nearly with all moods that I'm in, and this is this is pro propaganda, especially all the stuff that that came after John K. Samson left the band, um, especially supporting Cast, which is my all-time favorite album, and it has so many different moods um, that I would say if I think Propaganda just played a few shows in Canada. You, sh you should go to a Propaganda show. I would go if I had the, the opportunity. <laughs> I think I need to listen to them because I, I haven't heard too much from them, as crazy as that is. So, yeah, I mean, that, I think I will. <laughs> they, they are like, to me, it's a, it's, um, it's a really, really special band because they have the, the, the deepest lyrics. And they, they, they are political, but they're also super personal they are in, insanely technical on a, on a musical level but they're melodic they are freshy and it's like it's like insane and i i love this band so much yeah you should you should check out some supporting cast by propaganda yeah i will for sure nice so when i want to say i did check out a mystery of suffering and i thought it was pretty cool I'm, I'm just starting to check it out but yeah yeah thank you yeah. Nice. Yeah, this is this this was um, the 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 band that I started with a friend of mine from Gothenburg while we were in the pandemic, and yeah, and then we started the the record label Cold Knife Records with a few friends of mine to get this album out. So it was like yeah, just trying. I mean, it's a kind of a stupid idea at the moment to start a vinyl record label, but um, I mean, it doesn't have to be clever all the time. It just have to be from the heart, and so we. We wanted to do it and we we just did it <laughs> was it brewing for a while or did it sort of just come together quickly like the idea for the the uh, record label uh, oh the, the the idea was um um a friend of mine julian who also sings on two songs of the album of the emissary of suffering album um he just after I, I asked a few labels that I that I personally know, and they were all like, ah, oh, it's pandemic, and hmm, I'm not so sure if I want to do it. And then he was like, ah, come on. If no one wants to do it, I'm going to start a record label, and I will release it. And I was like, hmm, this sounds like a good, I mean, stupid, but good idea. I will join you. And then another friend of us uh, just jumped on, and 
then we got it all together and um, we were really really happy that we were able to get the record out because the i don't know if if you are the the readers listeners um know that that the whole situation with pressing plants for vinyl is insane at the moment we have like around one year or one and a half years uh, to wait um, to get our our lps done because of all the major releases that are um, being put out on, on vinyl at the moment it's insane yeah. well thank you so much for uh meeting with me today thank you so much for the interest in the band i'm looking forward to hearing this album when it comes out and I'm understanding it'll take its time, and that's just fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Take All right. Time. Yeah, you too. Have a good time, and uh, maybe if we ever got to play in Canada, um, you should come. Yeah, maybe I'll meet you one day. <laughs> yeah, would be cool. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you for the interest. Bye.